I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay, so I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away. It's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me, people like you. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. What's your name? Sunshine. Sunshine. Yes, sir. Christian Beck. Well, why don't you start up telling us uh, what you do for a living? Man, okay. Well, I reckon to us, we call ourselves linemen. Uh, to y'all, we'd be telecommunication specialists for folks that don't really know. Do a little bit of everything as far as like fiber optics and whole internet and telecommunications, like series of operations kind of go. Um, yep. I reckon I don't know. Um, should we go more in depth with it as far as what it is? Or? Yeah, if we can a little bit later. Yeah. Well, uh, tell them, tell them about where you grew up at. Um, well, uh, I grew up out on the west coast of California, uh, central coast more so, to be more specific, in a town called Salinas, California. Uh, I'd say about 25-30 minute drive down to the beach, Monterey Bay, Carmel. Uh, our town was known for like our agricultural industry and uh, gang problems really, honestly. So either it was like makeshift cowboy or a farmer and uh, or a gangbanger like a gangbanger um, it was almost shameful to be born white due to like a heavy immigrant population and like not even specific to like one race just many nationalities you know what I mean like a, like, like a boiling pot type situation uh, it was just we was assumed racist from birth and given kind of already biased odds from the jump you know what I mean so, you had to learn to be good or get along, and if not, you had to learn to be fucking tough. So, you, know. you said it was pretty, pretty straining as a child? No, I, or? Well, it wasn't typical, I reckon. I mean, for us, we didn't know no different, but uh, yeah, looking back on it now, kind of having a better understanding of the world, it still ain't much different from, I guess, many more cases of like individual upbringings. I get to meet more and interact with more people, you know what I mean? But for the longest time it felt very foreign. It felt like an isolated type happened. I don't know, but I think it was more just a selfish for me type outlook on the situation. You know what I mean? What about schools out there? Do they feel like it was kind of open or? Man, okay, so school was pretty broad. Um, plenty of private school opportunities, plenty of like public school opportunities. In my hometown we had five public schools. We had North Salinas High School, we had East Alisal, we had Everett Alvarez, uh, Salinas High, Mount Hill. Probably about three or four adult schools and you have Notre Dame and Palma is like private gender assigned schools, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, 
yeah, so there was, yeah, education was quite vast out there. Uh, a lot of kids were homeschooled. A lot of kids were private schooled. And, yeah, all my friends were the kids that got kicked out of private school and ended up in normal public high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, if you can, try to, like, tell them a little bit about your childhood, like, just growing up, like, maybe one of the earliest memories you have and just kind of lead into, you know, growing up, kind of progress yeah. through that. Yeah. Most genuine core memories, like earliest core memories, are probably like, more like, happenstance trauma related, kind of just like chaos going on in the household or surrounding the household early on. Um, outside of that, some more like, I guess, I guess, okay, maybe core memories, we'll say trauma related memories, probably like the earliest ones. I'd say core memories as far as like positive occurrences probably would be a, yeah, man. I don't know. My daddy was pretty dedicated to getting to get me into racing very early on. So uh, spent a lot of time at the track. Spent a lot of time after school, every day after school, for the most part, fucking getting geared up after homework. And I always lied about home. Never did fucking home. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, basically a hood rat from the beginning. Oh yeah. I wouldn't say hood rat, but oh, uh, no, yeah, less too. fortunate individual. Grew up in the moto fag scene, you know what I mean? So, yeah, a little rebel ass kid for sure. Yeah. Punk attitude was definitely all around me growing up, and you know what I mean? And like community around racing. It was fucking great. Wouldn't trade for the world, honestly. It made me tougher, you know what I mean? Couldn't be a sissy because I talk shit all the time. So. <laughs> but, no, man, uh, stayed pretty dedicated to that uh, up until about like. I want to say like 2009. It's like the first 10 years of my life. That's what we spent doing. And, uh, I remember my daddy got remarried and grandfather died and a lot of shit just kind of shifted and went off course. And off well, take us, take us back to that. Take us back to your dad getting remarried. How'd that, like, uh, how'd that lead up to that? Um, well, I don't know. My daddy kind of just, had a lady to introduce us to one day. Her name was Maria de Jesus Salgado, and uh, her and her family are from Acapulco, Mexico. Maria de Jesus Salgado? No, like Maria de, de Jesus. Like de Jesus? Four names, yeah. Okay. I guess, or whatever. I don't know. I don't understand. Was she an immigrant? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Green as could be, and came for the papers to match, you know what I mean? So, from 19, and daddy was like, 30-something, I think. Totally unorganic situation. Uh, the whole family followed. It was fucking crazy. Put them up in a camper for a while. So, uh, like, it. Oh, camper. Swear to God, dude. I had, oh, to, hide, had to hide out the family. Like, I'm not, you know what I mean? Y'all can't do anything now. That whole marriage is blown out the water for probably about a decade now, but it didn't last long. Just her, and her, her and her folks got what they needed out of the situation and bounced pretty much. So, yeah. Yeah. So, what happened after that? <laughs> oh, if he ever watches this fucking. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I don't know. You said man. your grandfather passed. Was yeah, that shortly grand- after? Or? No, actually, so after the marriage, uh, got got kind of, the race kind of ended. Priorities changed and shifted with my dad, and everything kind of started to fumble and grade. 
And, uh, yeah, my grandfather, well, actually, I think my grandfather passed. Uh, things on my mother's side wasn't quite the best. I wasn't doing good in, like, middle school. I was fighting a lot because I didn't want to be at school. So, like, I was just, like, tell my dad, like, I don't want to go to school today. He's like, you know, school day ain't an option. But, like, there's an option to go to school straight up. Just, like, fucking sometimes, like, I'll just, like, pick fights. Just, you know what I mean? No. What do you think? What do you think that was from? Uh, do you think you were just being rebellious just to get back at your parents, or do you think it was because... No, I just didn't. There was other shit I wanted. I wanted to go ride my bike. You know what I mean? I wanted to, I wanted to be on two wheels digging jumps with the homies and fucking, you know what I mean? Like just. So you just really just care less about that? You really? Yeah, education was not a priority in my life to high school. Do you think you felt that way because your dad really drove you to pursue that, or? No, are you talking about education or racing? Racing. Oh, well, for me having ADHD and shit, like, undiagnosed at the time, like, it was really hard to, like, you know what I mean, stay focused throughout the course of even a race, like, a single race, like, a fucking 10 lap event, you know what I mean? And so, like, that kind of put a lot of strain on it, because, like, there would be times where, like, I was looking at all my friends, and their families that have more money and shit, so they'd be out going to all, like, you know what I mean, like, Pismo and Glamis and Nevada and, like, riding all these, like, exotic-ass, like, badass places. And our bikes were to be left in the garage if we weren't, you know, practicing at home or actually racing. Like, couldn't go out and have the same fun as everybody else type shit. Yeah. Which I'm not, like, I'm sure folks watching me like, well, that's super, like, ungrateful and got it. No, I mean... I'm sure it is, but when you're like eight years old and you're seeing all your buddies have fun and shit, you don't really comprehend the full yeah, grasp. You know yeah, what I mean? That's, so, I mean, that's relatable. Yeah, uh, looking back on it now, that's kind of relatable. Yeah. Anyways, probably gonna have to like two little black squares on that. No, it'd be all right. <laughs> explicit content. Yeah. Be all right. But uh, you know what I mean? So I didn't really care for it as much as my dad wanted me to be dedicated to it. Cause I just didn't have like the attention span to dedicate to it. I wanted to go out and cook it. You know, be like I said, digging jumps, hitting jumps, fucking riding trails, and like just going and having like more fun side of it. Didn't understand we were trying to make like a legacy of it, <coughs> which is stupid because now if you turn into like the ATF or not the ATF, the AFT, the American Flat Track Racing Circuits and stuff like that, like the Bauman Brothers, uh, Bonzi and Luker, Vanderpoy, uh, and fucking the Halbert Brothers, well, RIP. Jethro, Sammy's still racing, but you know what I mean? A lot of the guys that were like at the local tracks and like common events, like we would always be at, they're all very well off and heavily factory sponsored and stuff like that, so because that's the crowd we grew up racing with, being competitive with staying up with uh, I think we would have stayed in the program and fucking kept doing what we were doing I think, you know what I mean? There ain't no reason we couldn't have been right there with everybody else Yeah. You know, so I guess I priority shifted. And, uh, that all kind of just deteriorated. Anyways, back to my mom's side of it. Fucking, uh, she wasn't really doing the best either. She was kind of more wrapped up in, like, her side of what was going on in life. And I was kind of just, like, I don't know. I, I don't want to say, like, rebellious. It wasn't vengeful. It was just fucking a hyperactive kid that was just told to either stay outside or stay indoors. And, no, I guess a lack of attention, maybe. That might be a problem, I guess. You know what I mean? That might have been why I was fucking hyper and, like, wound up, I guess. I don't know. 
Anyways, uh, I'm getting in trouble for all this fighting and shit, so I'd rather be, you know, be out doing my thing. Getting kicked out, my grades are dropping, I'm lying or whatever, because even if I told the truth, it wasn't the truth, I guess, it was fucking stupid, so it was pointless. Just try to cover my ass and get a lesser consequence for the better sound of my because, you know, I don't know. It wasn't serious, but it just, it didn't matter either way, you know what I mean? Anyway, you know, it was just, okay, anyways. Fucking, kind of just getting down a more confusing path and watching shit deteriorate on both sides, like, home, you know what I mean? Whether I was going to my dad's or my mom's, <coughs> and uh, I guess about 12 years old. My folks sent me off, my mama sent me off, my daddy didn't really object. Uh, I got sent to Montana. And, uh, it's the day after my, my 12th birthday. I remember it was me and my boy Anthony. Anthony Lee, he's a cop out in fucking Stockton now, I believe. From Modesto, somewhere out there. Crazy spot to be a cop. Much respect to you, much love, you know what I mean? Just stay safe, for sure. Crazy doing what you're doing. Uh, and, and my little brother, and, uh, got to go ride this badass skate park out west, it's called Lake Cunningham, like, one of the top ten in the world, most extreme, badass, manicured fucking skate parks, super sick, anyways, that's what we did for my 12th birthday, next day, I get put on a plane with this guy named Bob Larson, he's 75, at the time, he's now passed away here recently, but I was just seen on Facebook not too long ago, uh, Never known this man. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. to him. Yeah, anyway. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Guy's crazy. He started a weird children trip cult camp around Christianity. Anyways. Get put on this plane. Don't know anybody. My folks don't know any of these people. Uh, I think that's kind of wild, man. Yeah. Like, because, like, down here, like, your parent, like, our parents are always like, stranger danger, stranger danger, you know, don't talk to folks you don't know unless they're your family, and so I feel like, you know, I feel like that's a little different from down here in the south yeah. where I grew up. Well, yeah, this was all organized, I mean, it was, they were sending me to Pine Haven Christian's Children Ranch, and, uh, at this time, I had been doing BMX racing and stuff to make up for not having dirt bikes and shit, still getting it in, because I just loved, you know what I mean, competition and two wheels. Anyways, but, um, okay, yeah. just making sure it was still recording. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyways, at that point, we were doing pretty good at BMX. I was getting some national championships again. My dad got back involved with that. Cause that's about all we could afford to do after all that shit had gone down on that side. Anyways, uh, it's doing really well with that, actually. And I got, like, plenty of proof back there. It's just, you know, anyways, fun things. Uh, Got sent away, got sent up there to that ranch in uh, San Ignatius, Montana. And uh, about seven miles from the base of the Rockies. Had a beautiful view, magnificent land. It was 1,100 acres tucked up in this private owner land. And uh, boy, they worked the shit out of us. <laughs> uh, I was 12 years old, like I said, and I learned how to buck 120 pound hay bales. And uh, first off, it started with two people. You know what I mean? And another kid about 12, 15 years old. Square bells? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One on each I think, end. Uh, I think a lot of kids down here in the south can, uh, for a while I say kids, grown folks now, but yeah. I think we can all rep for that. Cause, uh, yeah, I'll tell you, them wet bales were fucking us up, boy. And, uh, oh, yeah, they up. had y'all stacking them green? They had them stacking us outside the barn green, and then we'd have to move oh, them indoors. Oh, man. Yeah. It was stupid as hell. Hell, man. 
Yeah, wet bailing wasn't the thing. Lost a lot of moldy bales. There, there was a big learning curve in the process when they got new equipment. I'm telling you. Uh, man, we bucked the fuck out of some hay. Um, a lot of hay. Uh, we had timber cows. We had dairy cows to keep up after. We didn't do any poultry or pigs. Uh, we had horses as well. There was an Olympic site. And this is all tucked up on one ranch. It was a very, probably about a mile, mile and a half long county, county road driveway. So, like, very secluded for the purpose of what it was. You know what I mean? And so, like, a Yellowstone without, like, the murder, pretty much. You know what I mean? And, uh, pretty cool. But it's pretty fucked up at the same time. Because, uh, it kind of, like, isolated you from the rest of the real world. Um, as part of, like, the Reformation. And how long were you there? Two years. Two years? Yeah. Got back just in time. I left, like, right into my seventh grade year. Got back just in time to go to school as a freshman in California again. So I was 14 years old when I came back. But I hadn't seen my folks in two years, except for my mom and my brother. They, they should come out sometime in the winter. Got to see them for about a week, and then that was it. Now, once a week, you got to call them for 15 minutes a day uh, on Sunday after church and all that. And you were forced to go to church and you didn't dress your best. Yeah, you just did not do it. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, you didn't not comply. It was like the Reformation camp. Sounds like what it is, you know what I mean? Or is what it sounds like, I guess. But, uh, looks great on the brochure. Anyways, get sent to that thing. Learn all these fucking life skills. I'm not mad, not against it. I just wish there was more open and honest and there was more coverage on the topic. For, like, not, not even myself. I'm clearly on and beyond. But for, like, the kids that might still be getting involved or that have been involved that have more, like, there has been shady shit out there. You know what I mean? And you can't even tell your folks about that because when you do get your 15 minutes call, it's just like being in the county. Like, they're, yeah, they're there's you. somebody's listening. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, I swear to God, there was one time I went to go and tell my mom and, like, she ever sees this, she can fucking call me and tell you, like, uh, with Susan, it was the second house parents I got put with, and, uh, man, I thought I was free and clear, I didn't, like, I thought I could tell my mom everything that I needed to tell her that would get me out of there, and it was honest truth, because I didn't, after, after one and JC, my first set of house parents in the brown house left, and I got put in the cream house, it was fucking night and day difference, and, uh, yeah, um, I didn't keep my eye on the second house phone. You okay to talk about it? Yeah. Or? It was just, there was a lot of detail going to that, like, to try to fully encompass, like, just, you know what I mean? Anyways, I didn't keep my eye on the second house phone, so I wasn't, like, paying attention. Like I said, I thought I had to clear to, like, talk about, like, what was going on and how, like, just fucked up and backwards it all was. From you mind me asking was. what was going on? Um, it was, it was, you don't you it, don't have to share. It was this. different per person, really. Like it was just like for me, what I was. Is there child abuse, like child neglect, or oh neglect and abuse? Yeah, like I'm not gonna say like, like mental, or mental, physical. physical, verbal, emotional, like everything shy physical. And on the like, there's a rare occasion that like everybody has a snapping point. You know what I mean? When you got a house full of twelve kids. Yeah. You can be the most godly motherfucker, but you're still going to snap. So, like, I'm not going to say there wasn't child abuse, but for them to not be legal guardians or kinfolk or any, you don't have any right to put your hands on kids like that that ain't black. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. But, like, I wouldn't say there was any, like, sexual assault or sexual abuse or anything like that. That you're aware of? Yeah, that I personally like, a witness or attest to. I can't, yeah. So. But, like, as far as everything else, they were breaking. They were, they, they, they were just... 
destroying people from the inside out. Like, it's just kind of fucked up. I don't know. Anybody from the greenhouse will probably tell you. Um, just in case any of them, you know what I mean? Anybody out there sees it. But, uh, that was crazy. She ended up hearing what I was telling my mama. So she pulled the actual, like, cable for, like, telephone out of the wall. Straight, like, literally dropped the phone and told me. She was like, yeah. You just lost privileges this week. You don't get to talk to your folks. Like, try again next week. And I was like, fuck. Like, for being honest. Like, exposing her ass. Like, not even, like, trying to be dramatic or anything, but just being very open. Like, trying to, like, elaborate on the situation at hand. And they didn't want to hear the truth. They didn't want people knowing the truth. So, like, you know what I mean? Straight you think up. it was money-based? Do you think that's what a lot of Certain folks were. Like, I'll say, like, my first house parents, I believe that, like, Wanda and JC probably genuinely wanted to make a change and wanted to be yeah. a part of something better. Um, I don't have... I don't have any articulation in my head that they were there for money. Now, Gary and Susan, yeah, I think they seen it as a free fucking million-dollar home sitting on a 100-acre secured private ranch with fucking, like I said, your own Holstein dairy cows and nothing but black Angus fucking timber cattle. So, like, you had all the horses you could want, anything from buckskins, palominos, and paints. Like, fucking, that was just anything you needed, dude. We had our own welding shops and, like, like I said, like, a whole little town on a fucking mountain, fully secluded for the purpose of taking these troubled and runaway, or, not even runaway, but, like, troubled and misguided youth, or however you want to label us kids that just come from, like, a rougher background, really, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, and making them godly individuals and shit. So it was really just a ploy to get a bunch of kids out to the mountains and fucking somebody got a badass lifestyle around it. You know what I mean? So there's that to the Larson family. Fuck y'all too. Um, so what happened after that? I come back to California, finally get out, and uh, come back to California. Like I said, right in time to go to go to high school. And uh. And I come back, and my mom's all fucked up on my Xanax, and I don't even know if it was Xanax, but I know that's what everybody was doing at that time in history, like back in like 2013, 2014. There was a Xandemic for sure, but uh, she was definitely fucked up on some shit. My daddy was working so much that he wasn't coming home no more, so I just went from being like basically at a fucking concentration camp for kids type of thing to I could do whatever I could do whatever fuck I want. Anyways come back, go from being on lockdown, and, uh, like, severe heavy lockdown, like, institutionalized type fucking deal feeling, and I look back, never been institutionalized to this day by the book, I guess, so, like, I don't necessarily know the true definition or feeling of it, but if I had to experience anything like it, I'd say that was somewhat similar to what I would assume it would be like, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so I went from being locked down, forced to go to church twice a week, to my parents couldn't give a fuck less, like what do I do with this, like, you know what I mean, I'm talking, my mama was blowing bubbles in her fucking cereal, but, like, falling asleep at the table and shit, you know what I mean, like, it wasn't because she was working so much and fucking X, Y, and Z, it was just getting fucked up and, you know what I mean, just getting fucked up, like, just getting fucked up, I guess, and then, like I said, my daddy wouldn't come home, so he'd just stay out of town working, which I get now, now that I'm older, fuck, I ain't. Ain't been home. All the way down here in yeah. uh, South Mississippi this evening. Yeah. Well, I'll say, I should say Central Mississippi. We're somewhere. We're getting close to the South. Yeah. But, uh, 
Lama was all fucking cracked out still. Oh, uh, man. Goddamn, Pete Resch got my ass done. Anyways. <laughs> the fucking, uh... Yeah, so, uh... Kind of start slowly, like, falling off course again. In time. 14 years old. And going to high school. And I'll say, my first couple of days of freshman year, I was carrying a lasso in my backpack. Well, let's just say this, because high school for us here is ninth grade. So it's ninth through twelfth for us. Yeah. That's kind of different. Yeah, same thing. Ninth through freshman year. Yeah. Yeah. Most most of these kids are like 16, 15, 16 going in ninth grade down here. So it's kind of it's a little different for us. But. Alright. 14 doing I graduated at 17 months. Graduated a year early. We like walked the line with my class, but I didn't have to go for more than like the first two weeks of school. Finished up with credits I had remaining. So did you graduate in California? Mm-hmm. Were you still living with your mom or? No, I was living with my dad. Uh, I think, uh, I think my mom was going through rehab when I was graduating, to be entirely honest. That might not be true, but I don't know. It kind of matches the timeline of what else was going on around it. Um, yeah, anyway, I started this fucking decline, and I started meeting more people and shit. Like I said, I started carrying this lasso the first couple of days of school, because I figured, with as in shape as I was, and fucking just as wholesome and rewritten as I was, I figured if there was going to be some fucking punks and thugs fist fighting in my hallways, I was going to lasso them down. <laughs> Cowboy shit, man. Yeah, I was going to brother. Yeah, you yeah. didn't even know you was going to be in South Mississippi. Yeah. And you was already living up to the standard, man. Yeah, man, that's the tism in me, man. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, uh, went from being a super square to fucking hanging out with this kid named Joshua Moore. Fucking douchebag. Uh, he introduced me to a whole lot of cool things in life. Like, uh, Coors Light and cocaine at 14, 15 years old. And marble reds when you're drunk. And, man, hell, we weren't even smoking weed yet. Because I thought that was for fucking losers. You know what I mean? But, uh... But cocaine was cool. Getting hammered at the buddy's house because his daddy didn't care. It was fucking sweet. You know what I mean? That's what we were doing. Started fucking... Tell my daddy, hey, I'm going to go baseball practice. I didn't even fucking play baseball. Uh, <laughs> I was going to get hammered with my buddies. You, know? <laughs> you got T-ball practice, Dad. <laughs> got to go. <laughs> You're like 15, kid. I'll tell you what, man. Yeah, but I'm practicing. So. I'll tell you what. It didn't matter. When I had a broken femur, we were partying, right? I broke my femur at 17. Anyways, once I met that boy, it was downhill from there. We just, we were like goddamn two snowballs heading to hell. We were best friends fucking looking for trouble. You know what I mean? It was great. We had a lot of fun. And, uh, man, got to the point where my daddy, my daddy told me, he's like, you gotta quit hanging out with that boy. He's gonna get you in trouble. You're gonna become an alcoholic and you're gonna be a loser. I was like, nah, daddy. So you're tripping. He said, no. Nah. He said, I'm telling you, you gotta quit drinking or quit coming home now. Said, all right, I'm gonna take the latter of them two options and uh, I'm gonna keep on partying on because I got this, I know what I'm doing, you know what I mean? And fuck this, bounced out, went to the homie's house, lived with this dude for like a year. I graduate, yeah, I definitely, yeah, I graduated already after I was started living with him after I graduated. 
in a, I guess during my graduation, might have been my last couple, you know what I mean, my last couple of times in school, I guess. But, uh, like I said, I only went for two weeks my foot my last year. And, uh, anyways, yeah, we kind of just really got off track. I was holding a job for about four days at a time, still 17, 18. And, uh, holding a job for about four days at a time, going to labor unions, not, not labor unions, labor agencies, and put my name on the list and getting a call, hey, you want to go drive a forklift over here at the lettuce packing plant for 14 an hour? Hell yeah, I'm on it. Work Monday through Thursday, get that cash check right there, head out to the liquor store, get so fucked up Thursday night, me and my buddies have to find a new job Saturday morning, you know what I mean? Again, he's still in high school, I just graduated. He pretty much said, fuck high school, I'm just going, you know what I mean? That was like the only case of a dropout I've ever seen coming out of California, honestly. Like, I'm sure it was more. But he got, he, he made a square. He went and got a GED. I'm not going to make him sound like a fucking loser, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, he just definitely wasn't doing high school. He just wanted to ride Harleys and be a dick and go get his GED, you know what I mean? So that's what we did. And like I said, his daddy, uh, daddy kept us out of a lot of trouble because of who he was, what he did, and what his name was, and... Man, we had a collection of car keys we could choose from. So it was, that started early on back when we was 14. But, uh, yeah, we was whipping anything from a Jeep with 39.5 IROCs and an 8-inch lift down to a fucking Slam Monte Carlo or a Dually Duramax and fucking just been lowered on bags. Like, just anything his daddy owned was a little bit different. You know what I mean? It was badass. So we had a lot of fun. Once I kind of, like, stepped out of the fucking troublesome household and told him like I ain't gonna listen to y'all fucks if y'all ain't gonna be listening back you know what I mean like yeah. I'm gonna go figure out I'm gonna find my tribe type of thing you know what I mean and that's what we did and boy we fucking tore it up we're responsible for a wildfire and uh I ain't gonna tell y'all any more about it cause uh I'm pretty sure they said it was due to somebody's chains sparking on the road and we know that's all I'm saying Cause there's a lot of smart motherfuckers out there that could potentially see this one day, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, man, we used to party like motherfuckers. We'd, uh, going back to the parties, I was telling you about if you couldn't get your truck out there, you weren't welcome. We didn't want to have to drag you in because once you were all fucked up and everybody was hammered, we didn't want to have to get you out, you know what I mean? So, if you didn't have four-wheel drive or knew how to drive your little two-wheel drive piece of shit good enough to get back there, Tough shit, you weren't partying with us, you know what I mean? And unless you were a girl. And this is what, like 17, 18? No, no. This started about the time I found about Coors Light and Cocaine. Oh, okay. We started going way You're, hardcore. Yeah, a little it bit younger. Just, and yeah, I yeah. got you. I got you. I had all my 21 fun at about 17, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I didn't there. know that, like, you can drink three beers as a kid. I, I can drink three beers right now. I'll be fucking toasted. You know what I mean? I'm fine. I'm chilling. You know what I mean? I'm good to go. Back then, I thought I had to drink, like, a handle and a half of Fireball. A handle. Not a bottle, but, like, a handle. You know, I'm not going to fucking event serving fucking 175 liters. You know what I mean? I thought I had to drink that and then some to get hammered. So, cue the fucking... It's a great party now and blacked out type fucking nights, you know what I mean? Waking up to goddamn people holding their trucks wide open trying to dig their way out of the sand pits and shit. Fucking. Oh, a great. hell of a time, huh? Hell of a time, dude. There was some time. Some of the. 
there was a lot of immigrant field workers, like I said. We had a melting pot where, like, minorities became the, mi the majority. They were all coming in for the agricultural work that none of the white men wanted to do. Because it's fucking, hey, much respect to the immigrant Mexicans for doing all that work. Because, uh, not saying I'm too good to do it, but my back ain't gonna let me do it. And I'm sure y'all back hurt, but I couldn't put myself through it. So, much love, much respect. But, uh, one of the immigrant workers that fucking come up from Mexico, he jumped between Salinas and Tucson, Arizona, and, uh, just follow the crop, and, uh, kind of like what we do with cable, you know what I mean, just stay busy all the time until it's time to go home, and fucking, he brought us the keys to a million dollar tractor, it was a John Deere, big old something with GPS, had about six tires off the back of it, and, like, was just super, super trick, like, very, very nice tractor, very big tractor. Well, they knew that, like, I was pretty much the guy, like, responsible for coordinating all these throwbacks and parties and, you know what I mean, throwbacks, yeah. kickbacks, sorry, and parties and bonfires, and, like, I was just a good-timing guy. They, they came over, offered me a couple lines, and we did some lines, and then they handed me the keys to this tractor and said, y'all go have some fun with it, go figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> so we hopped in this million-dollar stolen piece of equipment, and, uh... Man, me and my boy, I can't say no names. I don't want to incriminate You ain't got to say no names. Me man. and my best friend, man, at the time, me, him, and his sister, we were like close as fuck. They were my neighbors. And uh, man, at the time, we were like inseparable. But anyways, we damn, me and him take off riding around. We're beating the fuck out of this tractor. Like just, we're, man, that river looks like it gets mighty deep over there. Well, I'm going to figure out just how deep it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> this ain't my tractor. I don't give a fuck. And, uh. You know, I'm 16 sitting on a million dollars. I'm going to act a motherfucking ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you got a big dick. You can't tell me shit. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, man, I'm talking trees are getting knocked down out of my way. This is a big machine. And uh, we're, we're clearing our own pass and everything. And my buddy was like, he's in my little jumper seat right here. You know what I mean? The little passenger seat for the tractor. And he starts pushing buttons on this GPS screen and shit. Big old computer looking screen. And, uh, Damn, man, there's a purple line showing us everywhere we've been. And like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, you can see everything. And, like, you can see where I put it in reverse. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, it showed you everything. Like, my little left turn, right turn, everything, dude. Like, it was on point. I freaked out. You got to think I'm coked out. Drunk as fuck. And, you know, 16 with a stolen tractor. This is a bad idea real fast in my head. I need to get back to it and get in my truck and not get in trouble. Turn this tractor around. And, uh, like I said, I'm panicking. I'm thinking just get this thing back to them and get the fuck out of it. I think that somebody's already watched my GPS track knowing their tractor's been running on night now. You know what I mean? And, uh, just saying... If I was said, it a John Deere? It was a John Deere. Yes, it was. Oh, man. If I want to talk about like a power rolling, boy. Yeah. Eye rolling. Yeah. If I can find the pictures or the videos, I have one video from inside the cabin that night. And, uh, yeah, it probably looked like glass. Anyways, there's one way in. <coughs> there's one way in and one way out of the river. Out of the riverbed that everybody's been using for their crawlers. And I'm in this tractor. Clearly, I'm not going to fit to get in. Yeah, so I just got to get in. I got to get out the same way I got in. You know what I mean? Just throwing that motherfucker down the hill. Like, I'm just, you know what I mean? Looking back, we really glad it didn't flip on us. We were hammered. Had no common sense about us. Anyways, I go to, like, just drop this thing in low gear. And, uh, 
no, no, yeah, I gotta drop it in high gear, try to get tires spinning, carry me up this hill and stuff. Well, I bury it real fast, right? And uh, bury the big old tractor, and they're like, throw it in reverse, lock it, and put the four wheel drive. I was like, got you. I didn't even know I had that. I thought it was all time four wheel drive. Lock, lock the four wheel drive. Back up, the tractor out, line it up for a second shot. Go to take it up. Again, we're getting somewhere. Tires are just spinning. We're making slow, slow, like slow, fucking uh, progression. And somewhere along the line, I caught the sidewall on a big old chunk of concrete and like ripped probably like a thousand dollar tire right the fuck off the tractor and like ripped the sidewall all out of it. Well, fuck it. I mean, you're already here, yeah. so you might as well keep going. Yeah, I did. I absolutely did. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at the dude. Ain't no better traction than 10 PSI. That's right. No, there was none. It literally ripped. It That's even the, better. Yeah, it debeated the tire, debelted it. No, man. Ripped it. Ripped, ripped the sidewall fresh off the tread. And uh, the guy that had it, the guy that had the key for it, like, he obviously worked the machine. He was the one that showed me, like, how to make it go and change gears and shit. You know what I mean? So, like, when they probably came to work the next day and like looked at their machine, there was probably only a handful, like a handful of guys that came into question about why their machine and who would have a key to that big of a machine is all for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, don't know what happened to that guy. If you're, if you're watching this, just let me know if you still got your job for that fucking produce company. But, uh, man, yeah, we ended up having a bunch of blasts out there at this bonfire spot. Kind of got kicked out of there after people got ran over a time or two, and people were bringing guns, and it just kind of turned into like a thuggish, ruggish little. Like once the gang members started realizing we could do cocaine and shoot guns and drink, and we had plenty of females out there because everybody wanted to go where the outlaws were, and like it was just you do whatever you wanted. No, nobody could catch you. You know what I mean? And uh, eventually, the wrong people started coming. And we lost our good old boy type country roots to what the party spot was and it just started turning into like wannabe gangsters. We quit going, I quit going, I gave up on it. Uh, now about 18 years old at that point. Uh, trying to get back into the real life thing, partying's over, all the shit's done, this has been like a big old headache and hassle this far. I might listen to my daddy and do something different, you know what I mean? So, uh, I get me a new truck. My daddy helped me get a new Dodge. It was a Dodge 1500. I think it was a 2001 at the time. I don't know. It might have been. It was a 2nd body style with the 5.9 Magnum gasser in it. Anyways, uh, I get this good job. My daddy also helped me get out with Granite Construction Company on the West Coast. Big old grading and paving dirt work company out there. So, I was like, alright, cool. Got me a good truck. Got me a good job. I'm going to go get me a good girl. Well, like I said, this endemic was a thing out on the West Coast back in this time. And, uh, I never once did Xanax. Still to this day, I've not done Xanax in a while. I've watched plenty of people embarrass the fuck out of themselves on I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, eating whole bars and shit. Y'all got problems, for real. You know what I mean? Like, not the little ones, but like the full four squared bars. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, fuck that. Y'all are crazy as fuck. But line of coat. Line of Coke's totally cool. Calls her right down. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah. Get with this chick. Her name was Heather Belcher. And uh, she was from Georgia. She had, run, she had won the California State Rodeo Queen. Good looking little lady. 
tiny little blonde thing with blue eyes, I think. Blue, blue green eyes, I don't remember. Long time ago. I don't know what time ago it was like. Long about, enough. Long enough. It's irrelevant now. Yeah, it's been probably about eight years. That's crazy. We're getting old, dude. Holy shit. Anyways, uh. Ended up living with her for a little bit. Moved out to Seaside, California. I'm living. Well, I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay, so I can sit out here and waste my life away. Drag back home and drown my troubles away. It's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me, people like you. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is.